Uh, okay, so the Coles notes. Uh, no, it's great to be back here to, uh, and, you know, to, to be back on this stage and to be able to uh, just bring God's word to you. Um, it, it has been kind of a, a fun little mix of emotions that I, as I think about the journey that God has kind of brought me on. Um, to think that, you know, four or five years ago, I was playing music on here, and, and if you would have told me then that one day I'd be back here preaching, I would have either laughed at your face or uh, with you, uh, just because I was uh, not thinking that that would be a, a possibility. But uh, here we are, and um, it, it, is, it is truly uh, great to be with you and to hear uh, singing again and to uh, do fun little camp songs. Uh, it, it, it's, it's a joy to be here. Uh, and, and I must start with a little bit of a caveat before we examine our text this morning. Um, and, and I just kind of want to pause because what we're going to talk about today, for some of us, it may be difficult to hear. Uh, and it may be a little frustrating to hear this message, but I hope that for most of us, that this will be uh, words of encouragement. And that as we leave here today, we'll go out and uh, we'll go into our day and into our week and into whatever that we face uh, together, um, remembering these words and, and just having the words of Jesus on our hearts. And so I'll ask you today to turn to Matthew uh, 6, verses uh, 20 to 34, or 25 to 34, excuse me. And I think they'll be on the screen eventually. Uh, and depending on what translation uh, you're reading in, we'll be looking at the NIV this morning. The section heading will say something along the lines of, uh, do not worry or do not be anxious. And now, uh, it's no secret that over the past 15 months with COVID and this pandemic that has mysteriously been going on, I say mysterious facetiously, uh, it's no secret that with this pandemic that there have been a lot of added anxiety, like anxiousness and worries that have gone on in our lives. Uh, it's been present in our province and it has affected each and every one of us greatly. And I know in my life, at least, that there has been an increase in uh, worrying taking place. And I don't know many of you or what your experience has been with this pandemic uh, and what troubles that you may be facing in each day. Uh, but for myself, there's been a number of things that I've had to worry about and have tried to work with God about overcoming and uh, working through. As Greg mentioned, I just graduated from uh, Ambrose University and uh, that has been great and wonderful. However, I'm now going into a season where I have to make more adult-like choices and uh, kind of some harder decisions. And this September will be the first time since 2004, when I went into kindergarten, that I have no clue what I'm doing. I don't know where I'll be or what I'll be doing, uh, and I don't know what God has in store for me. But I know and trust that God has a plan for me, that he loves me and cares for me, and I know that with each and every one of you, he, has, he loves you and cares for you as well. Uh, so let's turn to Matthew now, uh, and I'll do something a little, perhaps it's new to you. I'll ask you to stand as we read God's word. Uh, hear these words out of Matthew. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow. 
They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that even Solomon in all of his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans, they run after these things, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Uh, You can be seated. Uh, Do not worry about your life. That is a statement that is much easier said than necessarily done. You know, if we think about when other people tell us this, uh, kind of two thoughts come to my mind when someone comes up to me and says, ah, don't worry about it. Either one is, this person is incredibly kind and gracious and uh, they are helping me out. Or the second one is, I'm a little bit suspicious and I go, what are they up to? Like, they're trying to get leverage on me or they're trying to get me to owe them a favor. Uh, But... uh, Yet, once again, let's hear these words from the mouth of Jesus. He says, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body and what you will wear. Uh, Right from the beginning of this passage, Jesus bluntly tells us not to worry about what we consume or what we wear. And a distinction is kind of being made here into two separate categories. And some scholars look at these and uh, they see one category is essentials of living, food and water, The other category is uh, kind of desires or material possessions or clothing. Uh, And now, before we get too far along, I just want to note what isn't being said here. Uh, uh, We should note that Jesus is not saying that since God will look after our future and God will look after what we need and uh, what we desire, that we should not be planned for the future. We should not prepare ourselves for tomorrow. In fact, uh, in Scripture, there are many times where uh, we are told to, you know, prepare for the imminent return of Christ and that Jesus will, can return at any moment and so that we should be ready. But Jesus isn't saying here that since God will look after you to go and spend all your money on, uh, on spent expensive fancy things or to go and eat all your food and be gluttonous and that we shouldn't be thoughtful of others. Uh, but instead what is being said here is uh, absolutely, like, Prepare, save money for your kids and their post-secondary. Be gracious, and uh, once we can get out of this pandemic, uh, plan for your holiday or travel, and absolutely uh, think about those that you will gather with again uh, once we are able. And so starting in verse 26, we get uh, the first of two illustrations uh, that Jesus uh, helps or uses here to help us understand his, his point. And so starting with the birds of the air, uh, we, we can turn there, and we are told to look at the birds and how uh, they're free and they don't uh, soil or, or they don't work. And so if we had more time, we could go and look at Genesis 1, and we could read the creation story again, and we could understand that God created the heavens and the earth, and God created animals and living beings, and then eventually God created humanity. Uh, but birds of, birds of the air, birds, they, they don't work. They're not lawyers or engineers. Uh, they don't have fancy degrees but they're simply free birds that just fly in the air. And they go where they please for the most part. They don't work, and yet God provides for them and cares for them. He provides bugs and nutrients for them for them to eat. 
ponds and rivers and streams for them to uh, get water, and trees as shelter and a place for them to rest. And if we think back to when God was creating them, he created them without the need for clothing. Uh, I haven't seen a bird in the wild with sweatpants on or a nice sweater, uh, but God created birds with feathers so that they would be warm and uh, be able to protect the elements as well as to help them fly and to uh, just be majestic creatures. Uh, And I'm not an avid bird watcher, but when I have watched uh, birds for any length of time, I've had just this incredible sense of kind of joy in my heart as I hear birds uh, singing and flying and just living their life to the fullest potential, doing all that they know to do and fulfilling the reason that God created them. And so following this example, Jesus uh, gives us uh, one of his many questions posing, and he says, are you not more valuable than they? And we know that we are. And we know this because we read in verses like Genesis 1.26, where we read of God saying, let us make humanity in our image, after our likeness. Right from the beginning of time, God created, uh, God creates each and every one of us in his likeness, in the uh, imago Dei, it's a fancy term, the image of God. And we are created in his likeness and immediately then given dominion and authority over other things such as birds and, and livestock and other creatures. Uh, the second part of uh, Genesis 1.26 says that, where it says, Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and the birds of the heavens and over the livestock and all, and all over the earth and over every creepy thing that creeps on the earth. Uh, yes, we are now given authority and uh, ruling, but we are also given a responsibility to be good stewards and to not to misuse our power uh, with creatures and with uh, our, our planet. But right from the beginning, we are more valuable than these creatures because God has made us in his own likeness, in the Imago Dei. And God loves us and cares for, cares for us so much that we can then go and read the gospel story of Christ, where God laid down his life for each of us. And so then moving uh, into verse 27, Jesus asks yet another question, saying, Can any one of you, by worrying... Add a single hour to your life. <laughs> Essentially, Jesus is saying here, what, what's the point? Why uh, worry about these things? And I don't know about you, but when I read that, I kind of get a little knot in my stomach because I don't necessarily have a good answer to that question. And I don't want to say, and I can't necessarily say, that uh, that, is a hu- that is in human nature because it isn't. If we go back to the creation story, when God created us, Uh, humanity was not created uh, with worrying and doubt about tomorrow. Adam and Eve in the garden had all that they needed. They had food and uh, and water, and uh, and they didn't need any clothing. It was only after they ate from the the tree of knowledge of evil, uh, good and evil, that they discovered that they were naked and they were ashamed. And what did God do? God provided for them with clothing. And even after God sent them out of the garden, God provided them with soil and land so that they could harvest food and that they could have water still. And God still loved and cared for them. And he still does to this day for each of us. And so it's a matter for us to trust our Heavenly Father uh, that he will provide for us just as he does with the birds of the air. And as we come to see the second example with the flowers of the field. Oh, it's a train. Distracted. Uh, Verse 28. (laughs) 
<laughs> uh, verse 28 gives us uh, the second uh, illustration that Jesus uses uh, to kind of help with this point. Uh, even more so than with birds, uh, the flowers that Jesus describes uh, hardly do any work in their own process. Birds still have a level of choice between what sticks to use and what, where to build their nest and what trees uh, to, to rest in. And some birds decide if, you know, if they're smart like the goose to uh, migrate down to California where it's warm in the winter. <laughs> but in nature, uh, wind can just take the seeds of flowers and of plants and blow it where it pleases. And even as humans, uh, for those of you who are gardeners, perhaps this may relate to you, uh, we buy flowers and seeds and then we decide where to plant them. And then the flower, it can't move, it's uh, kind of where it's planted and there it decides to grow. And it must wait for the sun to shine on it and for the rain to fall on it, for bees and other insects to come and to help pollinate it. And God has created such a beautiful and wonderful cycle uh, that we get such marvelous flowers and amazing, with amazing spell, smells and uh, rich colors and uh, that just make our planet look majestic and beautiful. When we stop to think about the entire process of a flower, the flower itself does relatively little in its process. And yet God looks after his creation once again, and then we read of in verse 29 that these flowers are more majestic than Solomon with all of his power and authority and wisdom and splendor. And so God looks after his creation, whether it be birds or flowers, and certainly we are no exception to this. And so kind of, uh, you may be able to see in this rhythm uh, of this passage, uh, yet another question is asked by Jesus uh, and, and it's another question that challenges us and that we must ponder and answer and uh, take to God. And so if the creator of the world cares about something as basic as grass and flowers and birds, then why do we uh, at times have such little faith that God won't look after us? And Jesus questions this by saying, oh, you of little faith. And this stings a little when I read this because having our faith questioned, having our trust in the Lord questioned is something that I am not particularly fond of. And yet, in this moment, Christ knows that uh, we need to be called out and that his disciples needed to be challenged and held accountable to this because we are a people who worry. And in our worrying, whether we acknowledge it or not, we have the ability to doubt God and the power that the Lord has. And there are countless reasons why we worry and why we unknowingly doubt God. Perhaps we've been hurt by the Lord in the past or uh, hurt by uh, one of the people uh, of God's church. Perhaps uh, in our worrying, we don't think that what we are concerned about is worthy to take to such a big and mighty and powerful God. Perhaps in the busyness and the stress of the situation, we forget God. However, I would encourage you today, wherever you are with your walk with God, wherever your, whatever your situation may be, uh, to turn to the Lord no matter what no matter how large or small the matter is that you're worrying about. This is the first time in nearly, well, in 18 years that I don't know what I'll be doing. And that scares the heck out of me. And it's something that, uh, as a person who likes to have their life organized and to have everything planned and scheduled, is something that has led me to a lot of moments of just going, okay, God, I don't know what you're doing. I don't know where I'll be, but I trust in you, 
and I will wait for you until I hear your voice. And the prophet Isaiah, who uh, lived in, uh, in his time, uh, went through many seasons of turmoil and uh, unrest, writes uh, these, word, these words from the Lord. In Isaiah 50, or 45, verse 22, it says, Turn to me and be saved, all the ends of the earth, for I am God and there is no other. Hear that again. Turn to me and be saved, all the ends of the earth, for I am God and there is no other. Peter, uh, one of Jesus' disciples who would have heard uh, Jesus giving out this Matthew uh, message uh, right beside him, writes in 1 Peter 5, 7, to cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. God cares for each and every one of, every one of us. He's concerned about uh, what we are concerned about and knows our hearts and our minds and our souls. God wants us to go to him uh, when we are worrying and when we are doubtful and when it, our life is full of hardships. And so don't worry. The Lord is on your side. Don't worry about food or drink, clothes or other material possessions. And then verse 3, we get a, a very important verse here where it says, Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Jesus here reassures us that our Heavenly Father knows each and every one of us. He knows our hearts and our minds. And the Lord knows when we hunger and when we thirst, when we are cold and when we need protection. 2 Timothy 2.19 says a very similar thing. It says, the Lord knows that those who are his. Uh, just as a parent knows when a child needs to bring a coat outside because they'll be cold, or at least my mom has a superpower of knowing that, or when they need to eat uh, uh, broccoli or some other vegetable besides carrots and ranch uh, to receive enough nutrients from what they're eating, our Heavenly Father knows what we need. And this may not always make sense, and I'm sure we've all had a parent or a loved one tell us to do something or uh, enforce some rules that at that time didn't make sense. I'm, I'm sure that I could survive if I just ate carrots and ranch, but instead, they our parents know that we need more than just this one thing. And deep down they are doing certain things because they love us and care for us and provide for us. And the Heavenly Father is no different than this. It may not always make sense and it doesn't make it any easier in life. And especially when it comes to worrying, it doesn't necessarily make our worrying go away. But I would encourage you, next time you find yourself worrying, whether it be uh, this afternoon or tomorrow or uh, later down this week, to try something and to bring that to God in that moment. Uh, an exercise that I had to do uh, in one of my classes last semester was to take uh, 15 minutes a day to seek God first, to spend time with God in Scripture and in prayer. And uh, one of the prayer exercises I had to do was uh, to breathe in, and as I'm inhaling, uh, to pray a word or what I'm worrying about or uh, a phrase, and then as I'm exhaling, uh, to say, I trust you, God. I love you, Lord. You're, I'm in your hands. And as I uh, began to do that exercise, and uh, as, uh, as the semester went on, I found many things that uh, revealed itself, themselves to me. Worrying about COVID cases at school, marks for paper, uh, summer work, work this fall, uh, many things came forward 
And yes, there were some positive, but there was also some uh, severe doubt and worrying and baggage that I was carrying. And I noticed that on the days that uh, I missed seeking God's kingdom, the world became heavy on my shoulders and heart. Uh, The day seemed to be filled with bad news of uh, horrible crimes that were happening, of a number of deaths that were presenting itself. And the world uh, seemed hard and bleak, and God seemed to be so far away in those moments. But the days that I spent with God, and even just for five or ten minutes a day as I was making a coffee or something, the day became manageable, peaceful, in fact. And I knew that God was on my side, and is on my side, and was very near to me. And this is kind of what uh, the Lord is telling us, what Jesus is telling us in the final verse. And it is a verse of encouragement and one that we uh, should absolutely take to heart. That says, Therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. (laughs) Each day is filled with enough stuff in it. Goods and bads, highs and lows of the day, Uh, surprises and moments that cause us to worry. But in those moments, we can either turn to God or try to rely on our own strength. We are given uh, a choice to say, am I going to try to do this on my own or am I going to take this to God, the creator of uh, the large mountains outside, the creator of you and I? I don't know what troubles each of you are going through, and I don't know the hardships that you've had to face. And certainly there have been a lot over this past uh, number of months. I'm sure that many of you have uh, sought the Lord uh, for many, many years now. But I want to remind you of this because I myself need to be reminded of this each and every day, that the Lord is on your side and cares for you. The Lord will provide what you need. And this is not to say that uh, it is sinful or wrong and that we're going to go to hell if we worry. But this is just uh, a moment for us to to recall and to remember uh, who is on our side, who is in our corner. A moment for us to to make a choice between relying on ourselves or turning to God. A moment for us to uh, remind ourselves that this world is just bigger than each one of us. That together... Uh, there is a larger body of people out there who need to know the message of Jesus. And uh, as I was waiting and seeing some of the incredible things that you do, your chilly luncheon and, uh, or your chilly night, that sounds incredible, and uh, your Tuesday uh, lunches here, it sounds like you are doing some incredible things. And you are helping those who worry about their food for the day and what they will drink and uh, clothes It seems like you are uh, doing incredible things and serving your community, and that is great. But I would encourage you that uh, as we're coming, kind of, it seems like we're coming on the bend and the end of this pandemic, and that uh, one day uh, this church will be full again, and uh, we'll be able to gather and uh, celebrate, not having to wear masks. But there will be something else that happens after that. There will be another thing that causes us to worry. And so in those moments, again, we have a choice of relying on our own strength or turning to God. And some days it is hard to turn to God, but it might be easy to turn 
to one another or to a family member or a friend or a loved one. Uh, to the leadership here or, or Pastor Greg, and I'd encourage you in those moments to turn to people that you can rely on, that you can lean on. I'd encourage you to trust in the Lord always because God is capable of all. He is capable of overcoming this pandemic. He is capable of uh, financial crunches that you may have, uh, decisions between uh, paying for groceries or paying for rent. But in those moments that occur each and every day, I would take them one step at a time and take life one day at a time and seek the Lord. I understand that this is not an easy thing and it is something that I have had to work on a lot recently as worrying is something that becomes so easy and our world has mastered this, uh, this emotion, this response. So I'd encourage you to face those head-on when they arise and to face them with the Lord, to face them with each other as a church and as a community and to help serve one another uh, when those moments arise, to serve those in your church, to serve those uh, in your city and to serve those in whatever organizations you are a part of. Um, even the smallest of things, like a text message or a phone call or uh, just a random baked lasagna can help change not only a person's day, but their walk with God. And so do not worry about your food or your drink because the Lord is on your side. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, you are big and mighty and we are small and we are in your hands. God, you are creator of all and you formed and shaped each and every one of us. You love each and every one of us, God, and you have made us in your image. We know that you care for us and that you love us, God, and that you will not abandon us or leave us. Father, we are so incredibly gracious today for uh, just the sun that is shining, God, and for the birds that are flying in the air, God, and for the flowers that uh, have bloomed and that have made, made your planet just so incredibly beautiful. And Lord, we are gracious for your son, for Jesus, God, that you sent him to this world to die for each and every one of us and to overcome sin and death, God, so that we can spend eternity with you, so that we can walk with you just as Adam and Eve did in the garden. Father, there may be worries and doubts and fears that are going through our mind right now, God, and I ask that you would here and now, God, that you would hear our cries, you would hear our prayers, God, that you would look into our hearts, God, and that you would answer whatever it is that we need. Father, you are good, and we are grateful. Lord, I want to pray for this church, God, that you would bless them as they leave here today and they go into their week, God, and into the, into the, the rest of this month. Father, protect them, keep them safe from uh, what is going on around us, God, and may they be a blessing to this town, Lord. Thank you for these people, God. Thank you for the leadership here, Lord. And may you remind each and every one of us, God, 
not to worry because you are in our corner and you are capable of all, Father. I ask this in your holy and precious name, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Stephen, for uh, sharing with us. I hope that was encouraging. I, I would say that was very timely, but I think that message could be preached to us every week. We are easy to worry and, and forget just how good God is, how capable he is. Uh, I just want to do something as we close here this morning. I want to pray for Stephen and for his, his future. And so let's, uh, let's do that just as we close, and then you can, you can visit uh, and, and stick around. And we encourage those of you at home to remember next week, there's lots more room here for you. So we look forward to seeing you. Let, let's pray. God, thank you for Stephen. Thank you for his uh, faithful delivery of your word to us this morning. Help us to trust in you more and more every day and to believe that you are good and that you are in control. We just want to lift up Stephen to you now as he looks to the future. God, would you make clear to him what you are calling and where you are calling? And we pray that as these next days and weeks go by, that he would just be assured and knowing that he can trust you in this. God, we thank you for all that you were doing in our community and in our church. We love you. Go with us this week. Encourage our hearts. Amen. Have a wonderful week, everyone. We'll see you next time.